Hi guys and welcome back to Style and Sustain the podcast. This episode I will be giving my perspective and my take on fast fashion and women's issues. And I know it's a bit funny because we just left the month of March behind. And of course, the month of March is internationally known as Women's Month, with the 8th of March specifically being International Women's Day. But I feel a little bit strange about months or days dedicated to specific groups of people to elevate them during that time or to highlight them during that time because I feel like whether it's women or people of color, um or indigenous groups i think they need to be at the center of so many conversations that we have um as a society and it's really strange to kind of focus on those conversations just within a certain month or within a certain day so i guess it's a bit of a rebellious um <laughs> streak of mine to um talk about this in the month of april just you know past women's month because part of me wants the conversation to continue around women's issues and specifically linked to fast fashion around you know the month of march there's a lot of conversation around garment workers um the fact that over 80 percent um, of people who work in the fashion industry are women and often black and brown women and you know you hear these conversations come up again you hear conversation about their rights um, you hear conversations about their treatment in um, garment factories and I think these are conversations that we should be having all the time and it's great to focus on in the month of March I guess and to raise awareness about it but we should be raising awareness about this all the time and actually be having these conversations consistently so I'm excited to um, get into this topic and I think part of me you know despite having just said that I have a weird thing around months and days dedicated to specific groups of people I think they are still important because they do get us thinking and they shift our focus to that specific group of people and for me throughout the month of March reading all the articles about women in the fashion industry um, I just had a question that just kept popping up in my head and I just kept thinking how can we create a world where women become the real leaders of an industry so the fashion industry that they power almost entirely and in this episode I just want to go through two or three facts around um, the position that women are in within the fashion industry at the moment as it is today and um, kind of explore that kind of explore why that's happening and kind of explore the idea and the hope and the possible future of an industry that is not only powered by women but that's also run by women um, entirely because they're the ones that are the backbone of the fashion industry so i'm really looking forward to this topic and i'm excited that you guys are here to go on this conversation and get into this perspective with me um so yeah let's get into it I guess for me what really brought on the desire to talk about this is I have personally been in the fashion industry um, for the past five years. Um, I have worked in fast fashion, I've worked in luxury fashion and I currently work for a sustainable and ethical fashion brand which I absolutely love called Lucy and Yak and I think 
looking back at my experience and reflecting on women and our position within the fashion industry during the month of March, during International Women's Day, something really, really hit me. And it was this fact that the fashion industry is almost entirely powered by women, but it is essentially led by men. And that kind of, you know, baffles me a little bit sometimes because I think it's something that we forget a lot because the fashion industry is an industry we associate so much with women that we sometimes forget that actually the the global leaders and the global, for example, CEOs of huge fast fashion brands are actually men. They're the ones in the position of power. But I want to start, first of all, by talking about the fact that the industry is powered by women. And I think, you know, just going back, I guess, to my own personal experience, I feel like even in fast fashion or fashion brand offices across the world, whether it's London or Paris or New York, when you walk into these office spaces and um, you kind of enter different rooms in these spaces, you realize that 80% of the room is you know, full of women. Women are the ones sitting behind desks working um, on the marketing of a campaign, for example. Women are the ones um, seen often in design studios and working within that. Women are often the ones, you know, working, you know, even just within like project management and coordination within the fashion industry. And so even in those spaces, you realize that really the industry is powered 100% or almost 100% by women. And then you go from that, you know, environment of, you know, the office environment, which is kind of something that you uh, probably encounter um, a bit more when it comes to like the fashion industry, a bit more in the Western world, to going uh, further east, going into the global south and um, getting into uh, garment factories and there again is a space that we know for a fact um, is filled with women because women possess the key skills often um, that these factories need to run which is you know they are seamstresses um, they know how to sew and so they're the ones that kind of get these jobs within factories and again over 85 percent of the people in those spaces are women but then the owners of factories for example often are men again a classic scenario of it's powered by women but it's run by men and then you know you go into spaces for example like um in accra where you meet um the kaya Yate girls and women who carry huge bales of secondhand clothes uh, on their heads and um, these clothes are coming from the global north um, into the global south um, when people discard their their clothing um, and these women are tasked to carry these huge bales of clothing um, across markets uh, to get them into sellers hands so again women powering the industry um, um, and you know literally using their bodies to carry clothes from one place to another and I think overall it's really also important to remember that women buy more clothes than men do so even from a consumer perspective 
again women are the ones powering the industry and that's that was a specific shift that happened when back in the 50s um marketeers and brands and companies realized basically that women had buying power that within the households um across you know uh, the world or mainly at that time in the USA I would say women were the ones that had buying power because they made the decisions within the household and once that was understood a lot of marketing was geared towards women and that created a culture around um fashion being something that was geared and marketed towards women um and so women become the key consumers of fashion and of clothes again becoming the people that power the industry the most yet you realize that even though women power the industry it is again a hundred percent almost a hundred percent run by men at the top within leadership positions so ceo of inditex for example is a man um ceo of boohoo for example is a man a lot of huge um haute couture even fashion houses in paris for example um are also led by men think of balmain uh, for example um huge you know luxury designers like jean paul gautier men um again and um they are sometimes these famous fashion designers who are most known within the the industry um yet we know that behind closed doors um it is women that really power the machine that is their brand for example so as i was thinking about that i was just fascinated by this idea that we as women were um kind of the ones <laughs> keeping this fashion industry alive yet we have so we have so little say and so um little impact in the decision making when it comes to the fashion industry and how it is run and i obviously want to shift my focus onto garment workers because i think that is the key pain point of the fashion um, industry and its issues with women although i think exploitation is across the board i think you know although it's not the same level of pain and it's not the same level of exploitation i think women are being exploited whether they live in the west and they're being targeted with marketing marketing schemes that um, leads them to have a certain lifestyle that gets them addicted to clothes addicted to fast fashion that is also a form of exploitation and i think um you know that is maybe not equal in in pain or suffering to woman who is working in a garment factory but you know on both spectrums women are being exploited to feed and to power the industry so from that uh western culture that's created around clothes where women get easily addicted to clothes and get targeted to become the you know number one consumers of fashion on the other side of the spectrum we have garment workers who are forced to in a sense because there's not a lot of other job options around forced to work within factories to sew clothes and they're paid less than three dollars um, a day they work in dire conditions they um, work in fear of the men who supervise them and you know going back again to uh, spaces and cities like Accra where women like I said earlier physically use their bodies to carry clothes across markets um these women called the kaya women 
and actually most of them are girls because most of the people who work in the fashion industry are black and brown women and often they're between the ages of 18 and 24 so you know I feel like in terms of the exploitation of women and using them to power the industry that is across the board although the 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 the, the suffering and the harassment varies depending depending on the environment you're in but at the end of the day women are the ones being exploited to again power this industry and the more you think about that the more um for me I got to a point where I thought when will women realize their power to actually flip this industry on its head because without them this industry does not run at all there's a really famous quote in the sustainable fashion world that is from Anna Klein, I believe her name is, Anne Klein, sorry, Anne Klein, and she says, clothes aren't going to change the world, the women who wear them will, and it's this sort of really empowering quote that has gone around the industry for a really long time, because I think what Anne Klein knew and realized is the conversation I'm having right now is the idea around women are the ones who power the industry, and they don't just wear the clothes, they're also the ones that are capable of changing the industry um, in terms of how they choose to wear those clothes and how they choose to consume fashion. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, there's still a really dire situation when it comes to how women are exploited in the industry. And I guess just to give a little bit of context around that, and again, going back to garment workers, because I think they really bear the grunt of um, what happens in the fashion industry. And they're also the backbone, the mistreated backbone of the fashion industry. And almost like a decade after the whole Rana Plaza in- incident in Bangladesh, um, where a factory collapsed in Dhaka, which killed over a thousand garment workers, women in the fashion uh, industry and in fashion supply chain are still underpaid and overworked and abused. And, you know, there's very low um, public awareness on this. And, you know, although women in Bangladesh and in different parts of the world do have uh, unions and do have activist groups where they're trying to change your situation. It is really slow for progress and it's really slow for policies to be set in place by governments um, to actually change their situation, to change um, the fact that they're paid less than three pounds, uh, $3 a day, which is really heartbreaking um, to hear. But yeah, at the end of the day, women's conditions when it comes to the fast fashion industry, especially, just is not getting better. And for example, in Bangladesh, over 60% of female garment workers, of course, have reported feeling intimidated or threatened um, with violence at work. In Cambodia, 68% of women um, garment workers said they were made to feel uncomfortable, unsafe at work. In Vietnam, 30 Four percent of women garment workers said they experienced physical harassment, including kissing, touching, or hitting. Um, you know, women who work in garment factories basically just experience ongoing harassment, ongoing violence, especially from the men that are um, overseeing what they're doing. And you know, all this on top of the fact that they work under extreme pressure to deliver a huge amount of clothing units in a very short amount of time, and it's really hard to escape this cycle because often these are the only jobs they have access to um and it's just 
not fair that they are subjected to this but I think it's also really important that um a lot of these women don't just submit to this and that women you know unionize and they protest it's important for the people living in the west to not have a savior narrative when it comes to these garment workers because a lot of the time the conversation is around oh how do we save these people who are bearing the grunt of our fashion habits and they are bearing the grunt of our fashion habits uh, but it's not about saving them it's really about supporting those people who already engage in the fight uh, the activists on the ground the unions on the ground um, organizations like awash foundation um, are great to support because they are working with women on the ground who are activists and who are trying to change the situation of garment workers organizations like the or foundation um and accra ghana doing research and supporting women um to empower them to break out of the cycle of what the fashion industry the fast fashion industry has created over there with the import of secondhand um clothing so there are ways to support versus seeing it as um, westerners have to save the people uh, you know in the east or in the global south that are suffering due to their actions and i think that's a really important narrative to adopt and to um try to engage with um with the idea that we're supporting and not just saving helpless um people I could keep going on about the issues within the fast fashion industry, especially, and the fashion industry at large, I think, when it comes to women's rights. But um, I also really want to dive into thinking about solutions when it, it comes to that question that I posed earlier, how can women become the real leaders um, of an industry that they power almost entirely? And often when I think of this question, I think about a conversation that I had with Kalkidan, who had this who's this amazing woman um who created um sancho so sancho's is a sustainable fashion space where she creates different sustainable fashion brands um and it's really beautiful empowering space um that is a great space to shop for sustainable and ethical brands as well but she said something during a conversation where um she said the ceos of fashion brands should be the garment workers making the clothes and i had chills when she said that because it was such a radical idea but it was not just radical it made sense when she said it I thought yes absolutely but for some reason I had never thought of that before but when she said it I thought of course the people who should be leading the industry are the people who have the skills to run and to 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 create um the product <laughs> um that is the source of product of profit within the industry and these women are the ones who make the literal clothes um and so why should they not be the ones to be in the position of power um as ceos um and if they have that gift of making clothes then they probably could start their own little businesses and um a, a company um that would be a fashion brand but that they would run themselves and I thought it was such a powerful radical statement but of course we are so far from a world where a garment worker would potentially be um, a CEO but um, I, I love what she said because 
um, it just switches the perspective of what's possible in the future when it comes to the fashion industry. And I think another thing um, that I really think about when it comes to finding a solution, how do we move women up to become the true leaders of the industry? It's about women having each other's backs, I think. And I think, um, you know, something that's very disheartening that happens during March and International Women's Day is all these fast fashion brands who come out and say, we love women, we empower women through our clothes, and we make women feel really confident through our clothes, um, only to actually, you know, in the background, be exploiting women within the factories that they get the clothes made. So the idea that a t-shirt that says, girl power or women power is actually made by a woman who is suffering within a factory where she feels unsafe, where she's harassed, where she's making less than $3 a day, where she's working countless hours in a day. She's making that t-shirt that says, you know, um, women power. And, you know, the, the discrepancy of that, the idea that, you know, brands have the audacity to make a t-shirt like that know that the t-shirt is made in dire conditions by a woman who is probably suffering um and still sell it as we are empowering women is extremely disheartening so i think you know as a consumer as female consumers we need to be really mindful about how we express our feminism in a sense especially when it comes to fashion and it's really cool to wear a t-shirt t-shirt that says I love women or you know girl power but it's even better to wear a t-shirt that says that and that's actually made by a woman in safe condition who's being paid fair wages and who is feeling safe at work because that is true empowerment of women and I think that is part of the solution of lifting women up to not only power the industry but to lead the industry it's about the decisions that women make when it comes to clothes that they buy um if they're making the decision to buy from brands and to buy clothes that are empowering other women where their money will go into um empowering the livelihoods of other women that's when you know their their feminism is feminism is really in action and is actually making a difference and i think that's a huge huge part of it the way women are be- going to become leaders and the true leaders of this industry is if they truly empower each other if they truly stand for the values that um these brands pretend to stand by um these women can actually make a difference in each other's lives and i think that is so important for change to happen you know that set aside i think it's important for women to realize on an individual level that they do have power that whether you're someone who is a fashion consumer so you buy clothes the choices that you make um, in terms of the type of clothes that you buy can have a huge impact and same for you know if um, a woman is a garment worker within a factory the, the the choice of becoming an activist the choice of joining a union which of course it's it's way more risky than you know the woman who just has to make the choice of buying clothes that are sustainable and ethically made but you know both ways these women making these choices to make a difference um are you know simultaneously empowering each other and lifting each other up within an industry that's trying to keep them as just the batteries of the industry but not really 
the 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 ones running the industry and i think it's really important to to see that to see that the coming together of women is really what will bring change within the industry and of course i cannot have this conversation without talking about influencer culture and the fact that again influencer culture is powered by women so it is often female influencers that will um be hired by brands to go on you know fashion hauls to promote their product to promote their their fashion items basically and um influencers have such a huge impact on how the general public and a specific demographic of women consume fashion and i think it's so important um on that side of fashion for influencers to realize that that impact can be wielded to have a positive impact it can be used to encourage other women to actually choose brands that are actually sustainable actually ethical and are actually empowering women for real and i think influencer culture um is slowly shifting slowly being aware becoming aware of you know the impact it has and that potentially especially when it comes to fast fashion it has the worst impact ever but um there's a slow awareness and there's a slow holding um these influences accountable um in terms of what they promote and how they promote um and which brands they decide to promote so i think part of the solution is influencer culture changing to become a space where um, the impact of an influencer is actually used for positive change is actually used to promote um, a healthy mindset when it comes to fashion consumerism versus promoting you know fashion hauls and um, fast fashion addiction um, that will have a really really positive impact on the position of women within the fashion industry last but not least i believe that the leveraging of women across multiple disciplines and multiple um you know careers and multiple interests um is a tool that will be and is really effective in bringing change within the fashion industry so it's absolutely important for influencers to change their message to actually push brands that are having positive impacts on the planet or just push a healthier a mindset when it comes to fashion consumerism and their role is absolutely crucial but so is the role of activists and um, the likes of Michaela Loach who fight to um change policy um who fight to engage the uk government um those you know women in those positions are also really key um in making a change within the fashion industry and there, there's there's women like carrie summers or ursula the the castro who come up with amazing initiatives like fashion revolution which has completely changed the face of fashion and completely um put um you know uh, uh accelerated um the the fight to create a fairer fashion industry and i think their role is equally as important so you know women in different positions within the industry um you know an activist in the west, in the west like Michaela Loach, as I mentioned, or an activist within, you know, a factory in Bangladesh, um, 
working within the Awash Foundation, for example, is equally as important to bringing change to the fashion industry. And I think ultimately, that's where our power lies as women. It's our coming together to fight for a common cause that creates, you know, ripples of change. Um, And I think, you know, we live in a society that tries to divide women because I think we do have a society that knows the power of women, that when women come together, things really do shift um, for the better. And I think sometimes we're kept in the dark about this and women are pitched against each other. But when we realize that it's really our coming together that brings change, that's where, you know, um, the magic really happens. And I think it's no different for the fashion industry. I think um, slowly as women from different disciplines and with different careers and different interests interests um, come together and leverage their power together, um, whether they're a consumer or a garment worker, that's when we'll be able to elevate each other to really take on the positions of power to run a better and fairer fashion industry um, that we know is not really um, possible to a certain certain extent if the men um, that are currently in power remain in power, especially CEO of fast fashion brands. You know, um, I think their reign has been um, part of the big issue with the fast um, fashion industry and their um, unwillingness to budge or to have a new perspective um, when it comes to the exploitation and you know the, the horrible impact that fast fashion has on the planet has been so detrimental to the movement and imagine replacing those um, people with women who care women who are passionate who women who don't or only power the industry but also have the ability to run it the way it should be run i think that's where um change will really happen for the best but um you know, I'm an optimist and <laughs> I like to be hopeful. And I think this this future is possible. It is feasible. Um, we just have to keep coming together as women and working together to make that future happen. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode and that you went on the journey with me in my long rant um, about, you know, hoping and looking into the future and seeing a fashion industry that is truly, truly run by women who are powerful, um, women who want to see positive change um, and women who uplift other and i can't wait for that future because i really do think that that future is possible um so thank you so much for listening i'd love to hear your thoughts on the episode if you have any yeah any thoughts any questions just email me it's ama at style and and i can't wait for the next episode um that i'll be on it'll be an interview episode so i'll be having a conversation with someone um that inspires me and that i'm sure will inspire you as well so stay tuned come back soon and thank you so much for listening bye